It's why you fail. It's a nut at celebration update. A nut at celebration update. We continue this weekend with our Star Wars Not at Celebration update, or maybe I should say Not at Star Wars Celebration update. My point is this, Star Wars Rebels Season 3, and so much more. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet and your home for Not at Celebration coverage, the most comprehensive Not at Star Wars Celebration coverage. If there's a panel we miss, I promise you we'll watch it again. We've got to, uh, we're actually in, we're actually doing this a little bit earlier before everything ends over there in London today because uh, I've got an appointment with some Mark Out Loud stuff later on this evening. And uh, we'll have to be we'll have to be gone sooner than later. So we wanted to go ahead and get this to you, especially considering the Rebels season three panel that happened earlier today. Dave Filoni, Tia Sarkar, and Sam Witwer were on stage with um, Warwick Davis hosting said panel. They showed a trailer. They showed clips. There's a lot of interesting stuff to come out of that. We'll talk about that as well as. Uh, Del Rey's slate of books that are upcoming, including one that was mentioned during the Rebels panel, as well as uh, we may touch on the ILM X Lab Entertainment a little bit. Um, and of course, the Freemaker panel happened. Um, I'm not sure if that happened today or yesterday, but it has happened, and uh, and I got a surprising reaction to the Freemaker stuff from one fellow Goliverse listener and supporter and good friend. So we're going to try to bring him on right now if he is available. Let me see if he is around um, at this moment. But I was really surprised to hear that there were folks who, or there was someone who, this person especially, uh, was digging the Freemaker stuff. I watched one episode of the Freemaker show on Disney XD, and I'm like, okay, I, I get it. I guess that's, I guess it's okay. I guess I see what they're doing, but um, but you know, at the end of the day, I, it's not something that I didn't know that I'd revisit. But our guest at this time, returning, uh, Mr. Scott Rifen, he saw it. He liked that. He liked what he saw of the Freemaker people, and and Scott, welcome to the show. I'm going to ask you to defend yourself. <laughs> You're going to ask me to defend myself? Yeah. 
No, I I uh, I really was jazzed by the uh, the the whole panel, the the love and effort. Uh, let me let me let me take you back first. And right. Let me let me also say take first, you back. Do 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 do. do. <laughs> you know the um, well, I've been told. Yeah, okay, um, go ahead. I I listened to you and uh, Shaz Bazaar yesterday. I, right. I went back and re-listened everything, and and uh, I'm amazed at how awful I sounded yesterday. Is it is it better today? Yeah, you sound you sound like you're in a studio rather than on Skype on your phone. Well, I was in my office and I was using my little Bose headset, and I thought, well, Bose, it's going to sound fantastic. Well, it sounded fantastic in your ears. You, <laughs> did not sound good on the podcast. So I apologize no, for the fine. awful sound yesterday. I will never let that happen to you again. Well, I appreciate that, but you see me complaining so greatly about it. Well, I just I you know what? I think the Goloverse deserves better and I think you know that and I think you were very polite to not point out how well, awful it sounded. I tell you what, Scott, from now, you know, now that I think about it, just knowing how you and you enjoy your backhanded compliments, maybe I should have said something. <laughs> Now it's now now something um, something to the effect of well Scott you had a lot of great things to say but I just wish that you know if I would just it sounded like yeah if only you'd sounded better other than crap that's right <laughs> <laughs> um the, the the panel this morning the Freemaker Richard let me let me take you back when Lego Star Wars first came out I bought it we played it with the kids for hours and hours and hours love the loved, game loved it loved Love the it. game yes loved it and. After a while, all this Lego Star Wars stuff came out in that same vein, and I kind of, it got to a point with me where it was kind of been there, done that. Mm -hmm. So when they announced the Freemaker Adventures, I thought, well, okay, more of same. I'm not really into this. And uh, the panel totally turned me around. The writers were charming. They were huge fans. Uh, they were setting up something that is is quasi-continuity-ish. Um they talked about how they did the score with an actual full honest to goodness orchestra. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in on this. Mm -hmm. I watched, as I said earlier this week, I actually watched the first episode and here's what I was taken with. I understand that it's a Lego property and, and I get that. And so I, I give it a lot of, I, I tried to give it a, a pass on as much as possible. What's that? Give it some leeway. Yeah. I tried to give it some leeway as much as possible. But at the outset of the first episode, you've got Darth Vader presenting the Emperor with an image of the second Death Star. And he's telling him how great it will be. And the Emperor's like, yeah, as long as you can keep it safe. Let's watch that video again. And they show, like, the end of the of A New Hope. And and it shows, and Vader is like, I have you now. And he's like, I, and the Emperor's like, I have you now. Who do you think you are? And, um... <laughs> but isn't that a scene straight out of Marvel's new Star Wars series, the Darth Vader series? I don't know, but he was it was making fun of him. There was a lot played for laughs. He was looking over at some, you know, some random Imperial guys, and I just and all I thought was, so they'll do this, but they won't do Star Wars detours. But you know what I've told you too. What's that? Over and over again, when they when Disney bought Star Wars, and everybody went, "Oh, great! Now Princess Leia is the newest Disney princess," and I said, "No." The newest Disney princess is Darth Vader. Right, right. And that's why they've got but, little cutesy Valentine cards with them. Sure. But and here's, on the parade but here's shows, a, he does all the cutie things. But and they went out the, of their way. But the minute Lucasfilm came under the Disney banner, they went out of their way to, they say, protect these characters. Yeah, but in, they in a way, him. Well, a little bit, a little bit. But at yeah. the same time, you know, this is Lego, and I get that Lego's going to do this, but my thing is you had a cutified Vader with detours, and I just mm -hmm. kind of feel like, well, where's that now? Let's see did that. You, did you go to the Detours panel? I did. 
I did too. And even George Lucas couldn't save the idea of detours. For oh, me. I thought it was funny. I thought there was some funny <laughs> stuff there when he's sitting there in the in the diner with the emperor, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and they're back and forth. I forget what it was that made me laugh about that, but it was just this funny moment where, um, oh, they were talking about what they'd order, and 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 just them talking about their order was funny to me. I th- I like the concept. I like the idea, and I was interested to see it. Um, I still think you will. I mean, I hope so. Once at some point. I think so, you'll see it. Uh, but the Freemakers, it had a neat twist at the end of that first episode that I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. You know, um, I don't know. And, and here's the other thing. It's like, I hate, I, I don't want to be Scott Reif in here, but how much of it is canon? <laughs> it's, well, they talked about that. They yeah. talked about how it was kind of canon-ish. Basically, you know, the, the beats of the story, the humor beats especially, mm-hmm. not necessarily canon, right. but the overall, the overarching events of the story could certainly take place. So there is such a thing as a kyber saber in the Star Wars universe. and Well, there was well there were kyber crystals from day one. I mean, right. that's a George Lucas thing. I understand, but this, but the whole point of the first, at least the first episode is, is they're out to find this kyber saber, saber mm-hmm. which is a solid lightsaber made of kyber crystals. Yeah, that was so powerful that the Jedi who created it had to destroy it so that it would not fall into the wrong hands. Yeah, uh, the, the biggest problem there is it strikes me as a premise for a video game. It is. I mean, well, it's Lego. It's you know. <laughs> so, which by the way, again, can't say it enough. Love the Lego Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. Oh, loved yeah. it. Loved it. Um, and and really want to get the Force Awakens Lego game, but I've got to get my game systems and all hooked back up to do that. So. Um, now, I'm glad you hooked up the podcast stuff first. That well, yeah, was important. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hadn't played a video game in a long time, so that's not. You'll need both. Yeah. Um, now, did you uh, did you check out Del Rey's announcements today? Because I know you're a book guy. Actually, yes, yes, I did. I've got some notes on that. Actually, oh, well, I took notes. Okay. Oh, what do you got? Uh, no, just went running through the because uh, you know they didn't show it live on the stream. Right. And that was a little disappointing, So, but they did live blog it, so yep. I ran through all that. Um, interested in, you know, I'm a novels and comics guy, mm-hmm. really. Uh, I, so Catalyst, as they went into Catalyst a little bit, I thought that was neat. I'll tell you what else I thought was neat, was they were talking about how they're really going to do some interesting things with uh, Adventures in Wild Space. I finally got two of those this week. You know, they're not available in America yet. I don't know what that is. It's a... It's a I want to say young. That's what used to be called young adult before Twilight got called young adult. Gotcha. You know, it was. Yeah. The, it's the kind of the the tween. Right, like the like the Jedi Academy books of old. Um, Kevin yeah, J. Anderson like and Rebecca Mesta, or mm-hmm. kind of like um, I'm turning around and looking at like uh, Tales the you know, the Last of the Jedi or mm-hmm. Galaxy of Fear. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know the size of book I'm talking about. The, the Darth Vader's glove, the glove of Darth Vader. Uh, bigger than that. Okay. Yeah, a little thicker than that, but that size, yeah. Yeah, so like the, the Jedi Academy series with the by Kevin J. Anderson and Rebecca Mesta, where we really got well, to know Jason the, and Jane and Lobaka and everybody. Well, yeah, I guess for the same age group, but that's just a smaller book. Okay. You know, it's like a that's like a mass market paperback size book. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably for that same age group of kids. I feel, yeah. like, feel like you're really um, splitting hairs here, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to give people a visual <laughs> on these things. And there's, uh, I guess there are five of them out so far. And I got two of them because I actually magically found them on Amazon one day and I can't find many more. Hmm. Um, but uh, they actually, they they, uh, they take place on Lothal. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. 
there are ties to whose parents? I think Ezra, uh, yeah, Ezra's parents, I think, are in one of these. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, main kid main characters and that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, it does it does have a little bit of a tangential relationship to Rebels. Yeah. And it uh, looks like a neat little series. I can't wait to dive into it, but I want to get, I think the ones I got were, like, books two and four or something like that, so. Okay. I want to get a little more in that. All right, I, I've not heard of those, and I I, I was just kind of scrolling through the blog myself, and I really, um, it, what are so other, other than that? Now the what's that called? The Wild Space? Adventures yeah, Adventures in, in Wild Space. And those are coming uh, to the states now. Yeah, that's what I'm told. They're coming to the states. There are five of them already available over in the UK. Okay. Uh, and then of course you've got your Ahsoka novel coming out. Yes, October. right. That'll be one that I definitely pick up. Um, I I really like the idea of having this galactic atlas on yes. my shelf um, that they mentioned with uh, with maps of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, that's it, going to be gorgeous. And uh, they didn't give a list price on that, did they? They did not. It's six or seven hundred individual illustrations. The idea they say is the maps of the Star Wars universe have been discovered. They were drawn by an Ithorian artist. So well, I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah, okay. I'm looking at his big skinny fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh but, yeah, you know, they're, they're art- the Athorians are an are an are an artistic lot, Scott. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm sure they did a fine job, and I'm sure it's going to cost us a lot of money. They also mentioned that Macquarie book that I think is coming out in September. Right, which is probably um, going to be a three hundred dollar book. Uh, two fifty is the list on Amazon right okay. now. They're selling it for two oh eight. Last time I checked. Hmm. Um, I actually tweeted at Paul Bateman earlier this week to see if he had any involvement in it because, you know, I mean, you're doing Ralph McQuarrie. He's your guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said no and then kind of gave a little winking response and said, so, you know, there are some things you know won't be in it. Mm. (laughs) Wow. He did did sign off on it. He said it was going to be a great book. Good, good. Uh, Also, I guess uh, is what is Blade Squadron Jakku? That is, uh, I think that's falling in with those short stories. Uh, okay. That, they, uh, it, that, that seem to be talking about the same kind of short story situation. They, for, they went for into the a lot insider. of the short stories from Insider. Well, they yeah. went. That, well, what was what was interesting? The blog goes issue one sixty eight, one sixty nine, one seventy. January, February, we'll see the return of Blade Squadron. It's called Blade Squadron Jakku. Yeah. Um, but it says David Williams writing and Chris Travis on art. So. It's um it's a it's a uh it's a tie in to aftermath Empire's End the third yep. of the um, the aftermath cycle so I think that's the short stories for uh, Star Wars Insider yeah. um the uh, the other stuff that they really kind of focused in on with uh, with that panel was the Rogue One stuff yeah um yep. the Ultimate Visual Guide you've got the encyclopedia that with the stickers. Uh, but you got this book, this novel by James Luceno, Catalyst. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned that at the top of the my mm-hmm. notes there. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm really interested in. Right, and I guess it's going to be leading up into the events of Rogue One. Uh, I believe it will be all up into it. Yes, mm-hmm. all up into it. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a there's a book there that says Make Your Own U-wing, and it's a ship we've never really seen before. On the cover, that that kind of caught my eye. This cover now, with the with the was that U-wing. the book and model? Yes, I found mm-hmm. that concept fascinating because one I do a lot, and the other I can't do at all. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a marriage of of uh, I love this, and yet I can't do this. Well, isn't this one of those like you you just kind of punch out the 
cardboard pieces and I don't know. This ship looks weird though. It looks like a mix between that speeder that Anakin was driving in uh in Attack of the Clones and a the cockpit of a um of like a a, a snow speeder with like the four engines from an X-wing t- stuck on the back. Yeah, I kind of got a little bit of an X-wingy vibe off those engines as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a it's a weird weird little weird little design. I'd be interested to see that actually in in action there. This Macquarie book is a two man, that's a huge little set there. That's beautiful though. Um I'm just kind of scrolling yeah. through these things looking at some other stuff, the Star Wars storybook stuff they're doing. Uh, I guess it's some more little golden book things. Yep, I'm a about... princess, which uh, is going to feature Darth Vader. Yes, it's going to be exciting. No, that's terrible. <laughs> Come on, um, the year by year. This seems yeah. like it'd be right up your alley. Yeah, you know, yes, you would think. I I was not in love with the first one, and I you know I bought the first one at Celebration. Really? It just yeah, it was too it was too much it was too not Star Wars. It was kind of like, well, in 77, Star Wars happened, and these other things happened, too. Okay. So and it's it kind of like giving a historical time. It's like it's lining up the events of Star Wars with actual real-world history. Yeah, but I already do that in okay. my head. So. Oh, well. <laughs> that's how I keep track of things. Oh, I know that that event happened in 1980 because that's when Empire was out. You know. Okay, so I'm seeing the coverage for these Wild Space books now. Yeah, they're neat. They're neat uh, looking little books. I've not gotten to jump into them yet, but I think I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, this uh, I'm a princess starring Darth Vader. You got to get over that. I've not picked up. I've not picked up any of these tops books that um are like the just pictures of the trading cards. Have you seen those? Yeah, I've got Star Wars and Empire right I here. I don't. I, I almost bought Star Wars, and I I never even I didn't realize Empire had come out, and I started seeing Jedi. For sale on um, on Amazon, and I've almost picked these books up just because I love the cards so much. And um, mm. and and but then I'm like, well, but it's different to have the book to flip through than to have the cards in well, a binder to look at. You know, you know why I like them because first off, they're a little the images on the pages are a little bigger than the cards. Yes. And the other thing is, you can really look at the cards without damaging them because you know you mm-hmm. know how cards are and grading and all that right. is it doesn't take much to damage a card right so and you can put them in the little sleeves and you see the reflections on top of them and all that but uh this is just a, a better purer way to do it plus they're packaged so well because the the outer dust jacket is wax paper really yes i didn't know that yeah it's made of like a wax paper feeling stuff just like the packs were nice that's yeah. cool. Now, see, because the issue, the the one I saw, the Star Wars book I saw, IRL, that's in real life for you that are non-internet uh, aficionados, um, it didn't have the wax dust jacket. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, mine does. I've got it right here. And it's really, really cool. And it's got cards. That's the other thing. If you love the cards, it's got bonus cards. Every one of these books has oh, bonus nice. cards in the back. Nice. I might have to pick those up. I might have to just bite the bullet and pick those up because I do love... Man, this that that tops app. If it did nothing else, it reignited my love for actually collecting physical cards. So <laughs> you you know what else these things do? What's that? Like they uh, they assemble all the puzzles for you on oh, one cool. page. Cool, good. Yeah, that's fun times. Yeah, that's it's fun. really neat. It's got all the stickers in there, and and uh, yeah, I've got the Star Wars and Empire one both here. There's a Star Wars Galaxy one that I haven't picked up yet, Shut and it's up. done. In, 
No, there is. And it's done in a foil dust jacket, much like the packs were. What what series? Uh, I think the first series. Oh, my gosh. Man, I loved. I've got the full set, and I love them. I love those cards. I love the Star Wars Galaxies cards. I, I, I only bought the first set just because the second set came out at a time when you had to start making choices. Mm-hmm. You know, those of us who lived through the dark times, and you did, I did, Shaz is online on the chat, I know he did. Uh, you remember when everything that came out, you had the option to get. Right. And then slowly but surely, as things started trickling and then became a flood, you suddenly had to start going, all right, what exactly can I afford? Yeah, right. And so the cards went for me at one point. Toys went and cards went because they, you know, I decided what am I focusing on? What am I interested in? And most for me was story. So it became books, comics, and CD videos, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, you kept the books in a big bad way, sir. You've got, <laughs> yeah, you've got, a, you've got your own library. Yeah, I do. Where you... <laughs> and some. <laughs> If anybody wants it, actually, you know what? I'm, I wasn't going to say this publicly, Steve. Mm -hmm. I accidentally double ordered one of the Wild Space books. Oh wow! If you'd like, yeah, I'll take it. Okay, All right. done. All right. You know me; I'll gladly take free stuff. <laughs> By the way, if you're listening to this and you're at Celebration Europe right now, uh, not you know, whether you've downloaded or listening live, and you've got the ability to get over to the Mattel Hot Wheels booth uh, and snag one of those. Uh, exclusive Hot Wheels uh, Boba Fett prototype cars, uh, please get in touch with me on Twitter at Steve Glosson, and I will PayPal you whatever funds I need to PayPal you to get that thing. So And yell past the corn at them just for the heck of it. Even though they're not, they have <laughs> nothing to do with... Exactly. However, if you do go to the British Del Rey booth... <laughs> Go after it. Go after it. Um, outside of the Rebels panel, did you see anything else today? Because I wasn't able to... Uh, I overslept and didn't get up to... And I, and I haven't watched the Anthony Daniels panel or the uh, Keeping Up With The Fets panel yet. Um, I'm on I'm on weekend duty. Yeah. And so I had to get up at 6 anyway. So I watched the makeup and uh, the cre you know the creature mm -hmm. panel. Uh, it, was, it was entertaining. It was very good. Uh, those guys continue to amaze me again because what I don't have any skill in is art right and uh building and sculpting and all that other stuff Me so either. i i i really appreciate and admire people who do that well uh i watched the freemaker panel i watched anthony daniels mm -hmm. uh, in fact my wife does her saturday chores and you know running around to the bank and the grocery store and i went with her today but i had my ipad with me the whole time and my headphones on <laughs> so um but uh, yeah, Anthony Daniels' panel was great. Although it was weird because you know, you know, I think in the past he just goes out and does his own one-man show. Kind of, yeah. And this time they had uh, Warwick Davis kind of moderating the panel. Yeah. So it was a little bit different. It I think was a I think that was to hopefully cause Anthony to behave. In. Yeah, to rein him in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it got chaotic towards the end anyway. But yeah, it was a little more sedate mm -hmm. of a Daniels than we usually see. But yeah. it was good. I am uh, I'm interested to see the Marvel Star Wars comic books panel, which is is kind of supposed to be happening now. I think should be. It? It's supposed to be happening right now. I don't yeah. I don't have anything pulled up, but um, yeah, that should be going on right now. Uh, because when I here's my thing. Whenever I hear Marvel Star Wars, I still think back to the old Marvel Star oh, Wars. Oh, that's that's the other thing that helped. Thank you for reminding me. 
the Freemaker Adventures, do you know where they live? They live on the wheel. That's they what I was going to tell wheel. you. Yeah, I was going to get in touch with you and say, hey, I watched the Freemakers first episode. They live on the wheel. They live on the wheel. That means the wheel is this far away from being canon. Yeah. For that alone, I'm going to support <laughs> that show. Well, when some red-bearded dude shows up and is holding contests, then... Hey, well, now you you know you're mixing your streams there. Oh, which well, what was the red-bearded dude with the contest? Was that not the wheel? Crimson, no, Crimson Jack didn't have the contest. See, here's what you're confusing. In number 15, Star Duel, yes. they met for a duel in space. Right. Solo and Crimson Jack, the pirate. Yeah. But in issue 22, they were put into an arena, Solo and Chewie and a whole bunch of other miscreants mm -hmm. were put into an arena that simulated a Star Duel. Okay. That was issue 22, 21, actually. And uh -huh. right at the end, Chewie does what he has to do. Which is it's down to Chewie and Solo, and one of them's got to go. So Solo says, "Fire away!" You got to kill. And he does. Me. Yeah. And oh no, that was twenty-two. It was twenty-two. I'm sorry, it was twenty-two. Anyway, uh, so those are two different things, mm -hmm. but they happened seven months apart. So I could see where you would confuse them. So that's not the wheel. No, the twenty-two is the wheel. Fifteen okay. was not. They were just out in space. Okay. I thought uh, it was, they were oh, just running right. around with Crimson Jack. Crimson Jack is dead by the time the wheel story starts. Oh, okay. Well, that's unfortunate for him. <laughs> <laughs> as well, is his assistant jolly who's never kissed a man alas crimson jack we never knew ye never did never knew ye we seldom knew ye um okay uh you have cleared me up thank you Sorry. I, I, I my familiarity with the marvel comics of old is not what it should be i should i should probably get on the unlimited app and start reading through those things it, and it's there but do yourself a favor when you read it on the unlimited app please ignore the coloring Oh gosh! Here we I go. don't know what they did, but the coloring it does not match. It doesn't even match the recolored. You know when they went and back and re digitally recolored everything. Right, right. It doesn't match that. It's weird, hmm. and I don't know why they did it. And there, you know, there are purple Ewoks in some of the later issues, and just I, I don't understand what happened there on that app. But, and you know, I'm a fan of the Marvel Unlimited app, but uh, just ignore the coloring. I feel like you're not all of a sudden. I feel like you're really <laughs> I'm a huge fan yeah. of that app. But just and, and I'm not telling you don't read Star Wars on there because it's it's essentially free, part right. of the library. Exactly. But what I'm telling you is be careful. Um. So yeah, so that's happening right now, and and I guess they're talking about more modern stuff, and they're making announcements about um yeah the the modern Marvel universe comic books but yep um anything else that you've seen today that sticks out to you outside of the rebel stuff no i, th I feel like you're going to kick me out before we do the rebel not at stuff. all not at all i'm going to get your i'm going to get your uh your reaction to it but before oh. before i do that though i do have to i kind of have to play this just a, at least a bit of it we are the <laughs> Disney Vault Talk presents Rebel Yell. Star Wars Rebels discussion and commentary. With your host, Teresa. All right. Well, there's no Teresa right now. Yeah, well, I was going to say, so, I, I don't feel right coming on with you after that music. That's I, Teresa's well, spot. I know. I know. But I just had to. I mean, it's we're going to talk about Rebels. It's a little bit of Rebel Yell. Yeah. Um, and where's and Teresa? I have no idea. Oh, I guess she's at home. 
I, I mean, I guess. I feel like I'd, I thought I'd gotten a text from her today during some of that stuff, and was, but I didn't. I'm looking back, and I didn't. I don't know who well, was texting me. yesterday you thought you got a text from her, and it was me. Well, that's because I was... Reply. That's because I was texting you guys simultaneously. <laughs> you know, but, Teresa. Like, yeah. What? What? Yeah, but no, I, I thought... It, we were, it was all, look, it's ridiculous. Anyhow, <laughs> um, wait a minute. Did you text me during the Rebel stuff? Yes. And you texted me about Tom Baker. You were at Tom Baker, right? Yes. Okay. I'm, I've tweeting. lost some texts. There's some texts that are missing from my No, no, phone. no. I tweeted you about Tom Baker. I'm sorry. Oh, did you? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, the only thing I texted you about was the Freemaker stuff. Okay. All right. That's right, you. My Star Wars story, Tom Baker. And then I went. Then I went out to uh, the grocery store and <laughs> tweeted you from there, and tweeted the picture of that guy who's dressed like you. Yeah, who is that? Uh, I think that was Adam Bray. Hmm. I'm like, why is he dressed like me? I don't. He's know. doing oh, Steve Lawson cosplay. He was doing He's... Steve Lawson cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? For Celebration Orlando, I think we need to have the running of the Steves. The ru oh no, because Steve doesn't run. We'll do the walking of the Steves. <laughs> Well, Steve runs when chased. That's what, not really. <laughs> I better be something pretty vicious chasing me. <laughs> okay, the walking of the Steves. That's okay. Somebody else has already got a running, so we'll have the walking look, of the Steves. Big thanks to at Stay on Target forty two on the Twitter because, like, I don't know if he got the joke or what, but you, but the my Star Wars story tweet was how did Steve Glosson wind up on stage at hashtag SWCE and Daniel Miller tweeted back his charisma. So thank you, Daniel, for that, for the, for that kind thought. Um, I'm not oh, there. Bobby Roberts got involved too. Oh, did he? Yeah. Bobby, Bobby. I didn't see him get involved. Yeah, he did. He said, never underestimate the power of Glossom. Oh, nice. Nice. Cause then right after that, uh, Andy Gutierrez was interviewing Filoni mm -hmm. and Filoni's wearing the same shirt. They were interviewing him in yesterday. Yeah. He's got the same. Yeah. He has a, he has a uniform. As do the I. Wolfpack shirt. Yes, yeah, that's his uniform when he's at these things. <laughs> that just, way, because I, what he does, he says he can't walk the floor, but what he does is he changes shirts and takes off his hat, and no one recognizes him. Well, there you go. I mean, that's honestly what he does. Yeah. So. Well, I asked, I tweeted, and I asked the question: Does he have a closet full of these shirts, or did he just bring one outfit to celebration? Mm -mm. It's like and, when it's like when um, Inspector Gadget goes to his closet. <laughs> and it's the same thing hanging there just a whole bunch of them <laughs> well bobby's theory was that he had three of them folded up neatly under the hat oh yeah like on top of his head well listen i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna refer you to something that myself and and my good friend steve mitchell discussed back at well celebration uh celebration five down in orlando when we were standing mm. there you got to be careful what you say about feloni because that hat is like an odd job kind of situation <laughs> we take you out with that. Yeah, hat. you can't you can't take the name Felony in vain. He'll he'll Felony you. <laughs> and if you get Felony, you are down for the count. That's oh, that that's, was that was our decision in that situation. So just be careful. Sounds rather felonious. Yeah, you be careful what you say about Felony. So, okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. So this Rebel season three trailer, yes. man. Gee whiz. Number one, oh, there was yeah. a lot of. I, I it was not lost on me. Um. I'm sorry, real quick, Scott. I need to pull this up. Mark Hamill's on stage out in the main floor. Oh, go for it. The, uh, the Tonight Show. Hello. James Corden. Oh. 
Here's our guest star, Millie Hamill. He's doing it just as well. There she is. The real star of the show arrives. You should have seen the way she took over Pinewood. She thought she owned that place. She didn't think it was Pinewood. She thought it was MGM. Metro Goldwyn Millie. She's actually Chelsea's dog, my youngest daughter. But since we've all been... He is, he's on stage there on the main floor with <laughs> D. Goots and everyone else, and his dogs come up, and... Yeah. I, he's got... His hair's a little bit of a mess. Look, Mark, is he turning into that old man that just kind of stumbles wherever he wants to and just starts <laughs> taking the microphone and talking? A once great storyteller. Is that now what, reduced is he to a rambling old drunk. Well, because, listen, he's like, he's actually my daughter's dog. Who cares, Mark? <laughs> Even, well, this is how the thing began yesterday. Even Carrie knows not to talk so much about her dog. He, she, he's just there. <laughs> I mean, what has he grabbed a microphone for on the main stage? Did he just uh, see a camera uh, to mic? And I, so I thought, I'd try this today. And you just proved it didn't work at all. So I love trying things out on the road. When you do Broadway, you try out of town. You go to Boston. You go to Chicago. I wonder what Boston didn't work. Before you come into town. And you get rid of all the stuff that's terrible, hopefully, and then you're ready for the New York critics because they're the meanest. And you just did a version of Out of Town because I said, I know what I should do if I go on a talk show. If I go on one talk show, I'll have them, let's say, uh, Stephen Colbert. Oh, my Lord. I, I can't. I can't. It's just, it's still, He's this, just dying. This is how it opened yesterday. He's that's what dying I'm telling on you. stage. Bless his heart. He, I didn't understand. You know, Anthony Daniels seems to do okay without a moderator, and mm -hmm. he did not do well without a moderator. Listen, I, they he, should switch that up. He and James Arnold Taylor are fantastic together. Um, oh yeah, I've told and James. Where, and where is Jat during this whole thing? Um, you know, he the, the other ones in Europe he didn't do. Uh, uh that's that, they they need to do what they got to do. Well, it's because Warwick's them. British. Yeah, no, and so. no, Warwick's handling the stage. Don't get me wrong. Right. He's doing a fantastic job. Right. But, you know, there was nobody on with Mark Hamill. Would have been nice to have mm -hmm. somebody there. Yeah. I'll tell you this, too. Shaz Bazaar says this. When they're on the show floor discussion things, they do have the music potted up way too much. Yep. The music's exactly. a little The music's a little loud. Um, you know. I concur. So, I parted that, that remark. Uh, he's still going. What should happen? The curtain goes up. I'll be in my street clothes in a hoodie. I just tried it right now. It didn't work. I have my back to the audience with a hoodie on. And I'll stand there for the longest time, and then I'll slowly turn around, slowly, 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 and pull the hood down, and just stare at the audience. Look, it, it doesn't matter what he says. It, right. It took him that long to get to that point, though. Yeah, it doesn't I'm, matter. I'm, yeah, I'm afraid. He's Mark Hamill. Yeah, I'm afraid it took him a little long to get to the point he was going to. <laughs> That's what he needs a writer to kind of to pare him down a little bit. Yes. So anyhow. But there, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. He can go. He could tell that one story for an hour, get to the punchline at minute 59, and they would cheer. So, anyhow, let's get back to this rebels thing. <laughs> he would. <laughs> he would. Now, and what I saw yesterday, uh, you know, I saw the tail end of his panel. And it was good. Like the latter half was really good. He's still talking. You know, he seems <laughs> to be. People like him because you know, you know, with. Han Solo, you're not really sure where he's coming from. He might get drunk and punch in the nose. Princess Leia's royalty. Who can really he can stay out there forever if he wants to. Like yeah. he has found, he has found the, 
the place where he can stand and talk and no one is going to give him the hook. There's not, nope. a, there's not a clock counting him down. Ladies and gentlemen, this is live reaction to Star Wars Celebration live coverage. We're not there. We're not standing in that crowd. Nope. But, man, we are watching Mark Hamill, um, who looks like somebody's crazy uncle, uh, <laughs> just just ramble on. I can't get enough. Uh, Scott, I feel bad to even come back. But I always had that theory that Luke is the most accessible because, uh, you know, he's unintimidating. He's, you know... He doesn't, you know, one of the reasons I, uh, you, the, the, if you read the novelization of Star Wars, whoa, the section they cut out where he actually goes to Tashi Station. I know, I've been the butt of so many jokes, but I was going to not even burners. Well, in the movie, but it got cut out. I'm the only one that doesn't have my original uh, entrance. Did you know that? The first time you see Han Solo, that's his first scene. I've oh. heard him. I've heard him tell that story before. <laughs> So anyhow, <laughs> what I have? These guys didn't have to wait in line for eight hours. So they're soaking it up. Well, of course. Listen, they. It's listen. I would be amazed if I'm just standing out there, ogling D Goots, which I would be doing. Um, yeah. And uh, I, listen, I've got a huge crush on on D Goots, but um, and he showed up. Oh, I. Uh, or, or the minute he showed up, I would start heading to the various dealers because there'd be no waiting. <laughs> That's true. Because let like me tell you something. There is a, he, World. he is now standing before a massive sea of humanity that looks like he's a, he's doing a concert in Central Park. Yeah. Um, he he has. I mean, he's Mark Hamill. He is God this at this is the thing. scene that was cut out. He's out. He's working on the motorcycle. He's still he's talking about the dirt thing. He takes out his <laughs> macro binoculars. I remember it said in the script. And he looks up and at this guy, he sees two little, matter. or just this sort of like a glimmer. He gets very excited. He runs and jumps into the land speeder and it tells one of the Steve. droids, the one that has the... That's amazing. But Steve. Yes. Now he's telling the story of the original Luke entrance where mm -hmm. he's working on the evaporator right, and the treadwell right. and all that. Yeah. Who, who that would pay money to go to Celebration doesn't know that? Yeah, but it's, it's him telling the story. <laughs> But it's him telling the story in far more time than it would have taken to just leave the damn scene in the movie. <laughs> Lucas is probably regretting that now. It's like, oh, we've got to hear this everywhere right, I go. Right, I'm just sitting here watching this. I just want to tune in the live feed. And Mark won't <laughs> shut up. Shut up, Mark. I'll just, I'll put the scene back in. Oh, wait, uh, I can't. Just, uh, why did I ever, what is this guy doing? Oh, what if Lucas came walking out of the cockpit area of the Millennium Falcon right now? Oh. And he was like, Mark, you need to shut up. <laughs> you, you bored these people long enough. There are people wanting to sell their wares here. They see these booths? People are trying to make money. You're taking money out of people's pockets. <laughs> Don't you feel this Lucas go? announces he's going to build his museum on celebration floor. Oh. <laughs> uh, we, you know we've been trying to do this museum and uh we're just going to build it right here he's right, he's got right a pic right now. he's got a picture now of he and biggs he's holding up he took a picture from someone uh, now if you if the person had the picture take it and sign it since they're sitting there holding yeah. it well he's probably got mark hamill's fingerprint on i don't get, probably need something greasy they didn't pay me to sign this <laughs> she called me Wummy in that sort of snide english accent and uh 
Biggs is dressed up in this imperial uniform, right? Well, all right. Well, Not okay. Necessarily. No. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps just look. I could have read you the passage out of the Star Wars storybook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> much, much I faster. I could have pulled out the novelization. Maybe and maybe read. scan the pictures <laughs> and put them online for you. I will tell you this: back in the day, there there was the scene of him and Biggs. There was a shot of him and Biggs in the Star Wars storybook. Oh yeah. And I was like, who is that? Who? And I never understood what was going on there as a kid. I'm like, who is this person? No, no, you didn't read the uh, you didn't read the uh, Marvel comic then. I was a child, Scott, <laughs> a wee child. I'm talking like this is four or five year old Steve just looking at no. pictures. See, yeah, I keep forgetting four or five year old Steve was in counterpoint to eleven or twelve year old Scott. Right, because you're an old man. I'm an old man, exactly. So anyhow, I was an old man when I was eleven or twelve. So. Look, I, <laughs> um, Rebel season three panel happens. Yes. Dave Filoni, Sam Witwer, Tia Shakar. And um, Tia Sarkar, who fell under a lot of, I don't know, I hate it when fans are acting like, well, you have to know this stuff before you're in this stuff, you know? Yeah. Were you a fan before? And, you know, but there were people who were kind of complaining that she didn't know her stuff. Well, she was calling Taylor Gray out for stuff that he didn't know about the Clone Wars Mm -hmm. early on in the panel. Like, there was some inside stuff there where she's like, well, if you watch the Clone Wars and you see that these people in that... And not that Taylor would have known that. I think it was when they were talking about the Darksaber. Um, yeah. Which Sabine yeah. is apparently going to be welding at one point. Or wielding? Wielding. Wielding. At wielding, one yes. point. Not it's welding. welding. I wish I knew how to weld. Um, <laughs> she'll be she'll be wielding at one point this season. Um, as well as having a, a jetpack. About time for a Mandalorian to have a jetpack. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. She's, she's, as she says, she gets all the gadgets. And there may be more, Filoni says. Well, that's Filoni just kind of putting her in her place for telling everything she knows. <laughs> for talking out of school. I got to know where he's at. We were at a, a soundstage at Shepperton, which was not soundproof. Every single sound in that scene, I mean, they took out the entire soundtrack. And every sound you hear, every clink, every walk, everything is created after the fact. So when so George saw my lip flap, he said, what were you saying there? And I said... I don't know. I remember looking around like, and I went, oh, there she, as in, there she is. Oh, there she. And he said, well, say that then. And do it the way you did Oh, it. this is the, so I he did. didn't say Carrie. The microphone's here. Oh, there she. As in, there she is. George hates in-jokes. For me to call her Carrie, I would have to. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, we wow. believe me. Back in the day, we backed it up and played it at maximum volume. He says, "Hey, <laughs> that's what he says. Hey, hey, that's all he says. Hey, yeah." Anyhow, so the see, funnier, the funnier thing to me is hearing Harrison Ford screaming "Hey, Luke!" from like two miles away, running up to the scene. Yes, yeah, I love that whole. Listen, I love that whole scene. It's just they're just so excited; they can't believe they've won. Yes. I hey, can't Steve. believe they won. So they cut away from Mark Hamill um, because, well, <laughs> because <laughs> there's a panel going on right here. There's a panel. Are they re-showing now? Right are they re-showing now? Because he's coming up. I guess he comes out on a Segway every panel. They do. I know they do that video package every time he comes mm -hmm. out. 
I don't know if this is a rerun or not. No, no this behind is, EA no. Star Wars. No, it's an EA yeah, panel. This is the EA panel. So yeah. All right. So let's talk Star Wars Rebels three or yes. Star Wars Rebels season three. Um, your other than Thrawn, any other big takeaways for you? Um, let me let me say of, of Thrawn. Mm-hmm. I'm not a guy who's who's in love with the Zon books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not in love with the initial concept of Thrawn, which is somehow you can tactically defeat an army by telling the culture's artwork. Oh, my gosh. I, I just, I'm sorry, I find the premise to be ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous. It, it's you very ridiculous. Learn, okay. you, learn about their, you learn about their intuition. You learn about their okay, proclivities. Okay, look at the Mona Lisa and then go beat Italy. Well, it wouldn't have been tough to beat Italy, but... Uh, I might not be able yeah. to beat Italy, but I can darn sure beat... Um, who painted the Mona Lisa? <laughs> yeah. First, I have to find who did that, and then <laughs> Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Da Vinci did that, and he's dead. So yes, you could be right. Him. Exactly. Exactly. But that's you know, I, I I have trouble. I think the premise is flawed, but you know, it, it seems like they threw the the term. And, and here's the thing too: the artists and the tacticians are two different people mm-hmm. in your culture. And so, okay, fine. You know what the artists are doing. What about the tacticians? They're the ones who are making the tactics. But, um, uh, you know, he did, I think he threw the word history in there. Mm-hmm. And that kind of tempered it. See, what I do like about their introducing Thrawn here is they get to correct, you know, with the new canon, they get to correct some of the flaws of the old canon. Right. And they may actually take an opportunity to make Thrawn a little better and make a little more sense. Well, now Tim Zahn making a, is writing a Thrawn book. Yeah. But he's he's writing a Thrawn book based on the new Thrawn. Okay. That's and again, a, you know, and I'll buy it. Well, let's get to hear what... The, let, let me get to the point where we can actually hear what Thrawn's having to say. We'll start with this conversation between Tarkin and, uh, and this lady officer. Governor Price, these rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem? I need someone who sees a bigger picture. The Empire is getting better at anticipating our moves. I underestimated the commander. The previous attacks were clumsy. But this one was swift. Precise. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics. But their history. Philosophy. Art. Grand Admiral Thrawn. History, philosophy, it's, art. See, I think that's an improvement. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, it, 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 it's richer. It's, it's more of a, uh, it's more it of a complete more picture of a culture. Hey, here's a Picasso. Let's go beat Earth in battle. Right. <laughs> that just doesn't, I'm, I'm, just doesn't resonate with sure, me. Sure, sure. But I think that if we got to the point where we were interplanetary, it may make a little more. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of... You look at the history of warfare on the planet Earth, and it's like everyone adapts to everyone's tactics. Mm-hmm. In, a very, sure. in, a, in a very microcosmic sense of it, it it's kind of like UFC. UFC began as this free-for-all, let's serve everyone in their fights, and, and over time it whittled down into, all right, this is the best way to get in here and do mixed martial arts. It's really only one thing. Yeah. you know and it's not really mixed anymore and no. and um and it's the same thing with with war tactics mm. on on a planetary scale so i imagine that yeah you could look at earth and say well this is generally what we expect earthlings to do 
Yes, 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 but not based on a painting. Um, no, no, and, no, right. And why I think this is actually better, richer, deeper is he says history, philosophy, art. In other words, know the history, know the philosophy, know how it manifests itself in the art. Mm -hmm. And knowing all of those things while studying the art can actually, to me, that makes more sense than right. just, oh, look, there's a vase. Right. I know how I'm going to defeat the Chinese. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what was cool, though? I mean, from a storytelling standpoint, from a character standpoint, you know, if you don't really try to think too much about it, it's a cool concept that yes. that this guy is looking at this. He, he studies the art. He studies through the art. He studies the culture. And so when he realizes, oh, there is a, um, there's a Bothan in charge of this particular fighter squadron, okay, this is kind of, this is what they're going to end up doing. And, and I'm going to outthink them based on what I know about him. And I know about them based on the, their culture that I studied through their art. Um, but, but studying the history and the philosophy along with it makes more sense to me. I well, just, say, I well think, saying it that way, I always, because yeah. I always took at it, when he talks about knowing art, I always took that as, well, you know their culture, you know their history, you know, because any, any Western civilization study you do, any art study you do, a lot of times you're studying the history and the philosophy along with the art. Humanities. Yeah, the humanities, yeah. So, or in this case, the alienities. I don't know what the, what <laughs> the xenanities. Um, but, uh, <laughs> the xenanities. Um, but that, so I, it, that was never a hang up with me. I like the fact that he was brilliant. He was confident. He was sure of himself. He was arrogant, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I liked, uh, of course, now Floney said there won't be the little lizard. I never knew how to pronounce the lizard names. The oh, the East Elamiri? The East Elamiri, yeah. He said there won't be those, which is good. Because that's what never made sense to me. Because And, and it's for what Floney said in the panel, that if they are part of life, then they're part of the Force. That they're not going to repel the Force. And that's the one thing that never made sense to me. I'm like, how can these mm. gangs be alive and not be in the Force? Well, they exist outside the Force. You can't in this galaxy. <laughs> that was yeah that was my hang up yeah. you know um but it was it was thrawn who well, found out about wayland and who what, found out what? about the cloning cylinders and all this other stuff you know he he yeah. he's a he's a tact at the end of the day thrawn is a master tactician yes and that's what you take away from this character and you know now our ragtag group of rebels is is in trouble you know vader's what? done what he set out to do he's 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 crippled him. He's injured him. He's gotten rid of their Jedi help. So you know, for the most part, so he thinks. He thinks. Yeah. And um, and so now it's uh, it, it's it's up to us to take these people out in a military sense. And who better to do that than Grand Admiral Thrawn? Now, now what I find interesting about the East Elamiri, by the way, is that uh, a lot of people who love it, love it, love it, love it. This the fact that you can quantifiably push the force around. Uh, then also hate midichlorians because it quantifies the force. Right. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, you know? Yeah. But uh, the other thing I found interesting is somebody, I, you never get a direct answer out of Dave Filoni, and somebody asked if Mara Jade was going to show up, and he said no. Right, right. That is, I, and I think that is a direct result of Filoni's influence under the master. Under the maker, George Lucas. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, it, it's, it's, well, it's well established, well known that Lucas never a big fan of Mara Jade. And so I don't think it's any surprise that Filoni would, as far as he has control, not bring in that character for any reason. Yeah. And and I think you and uh, Shazbazar hit on it yesterday. I'm, I'm with you guys completely that Filoni's the guy that studied at the foot of the master. Mm -hmm. And 
I really think he's the guy that ought to control the destiny of this whole thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so too, but unfortunately, um, he's, he's not, uh, he's not, he's up there with the story group though. Like he talked about at one point talking with the head of the story group, like having discussions. So I think he's up there pretty high mm-hmm. within things. And I, and I think he has a voice that matters, but, yeah, I, definitely. I, but I also think he's very, um, uh, he's very nonchalant about his position as well. Like, eh, you know, I just do what I do. Um, so, <laughs> but he, I'll tell you what, what about, um, here's, here was something I took away from that panel was as we're going to bring in Chaz Bazaar, by the way. Oh, good. As, as, uh, they, they cut to Tim Zahn talking and he's like, I wish I was there, but I'm actually working on a new novel, Thrawn. And he goes on to talk a little bit about the character of Thrawn. And I'm like, did he just announce a novel that he's writing yeah, called yeah. Thrawn? And, 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 and you know, none of that's in the blog on the uh, on the publishing panel. Right. And so I texted uh, I texted Arish, and I'm like, uh, hey, Arish, um, did they just announce this for the first time? You know, because he was so ca- he was so casual about it. I didn't know if I was supposed to know it or not. And um, and Arish is like, oh yeah, this is the first. This is the big announcement. This is their big announcement. Chaz, what's going on, man? Where are you? I, I'm in a storm, man. Oh, gee whiz! Oh. <laughs> no, See, he sounds bad. bad today. Yeah, <laughs> I sound bad all the he time. Traded. You, <laughs> you're sounding better. It did sound like a tornado was blowing through wherever you were. Oh, that was probably something. It's probably my chair. Oh, okay. It was a tornado of savings. That's a, <laughs> That's it. Yeah, did you say a storm or a store? Oh, there's a storm. Just, it just, oh, okay. just thundered just a second ago. Okay. Let me oh, look. I thought he's—I thought he said a store as well. Yeah, I thought you said a store, and I'm like, well, you, you don't. Shopping. I said you can come home and get online. You don't have to. We don't have to bother you while you're shopping. Uh, I just kicked my whole family out of the room. I said, you gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> Talking felony. <laughs> Luke says, is it a live stream? Yeah, of course it is. It's geek out loud. He doesn't know how to do anything without an audience anymore. Um, it's like Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> I love Mark Hamill so much, but I'm watching that and I'm like, oh, please, someone take the microphone from him or engage him in conversation, please. Does anybody know where his car keys are? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. They, I think they sent the dog out to get him to shut up because that's what they did. That's what they did at his panel yesterday. Yeah, that's true. It's like they sent the dog out and he's like, oh, here's the dog. All right, see you, everybody. <laughs> They're like, maybe this will work again. Send Millie out. Uh, so, Shaz, uh, we're talking about Grand Admiral Thrawn. We're talking about the announcement of novelization. I, I, as I said, I texted Arish and um, and it asked because it was done so casually. I'm like, you know, they just announced this book, and he's like, uh, yeah. He said, uh, we just uh, it, it's the it's the just announced. I said, I said, is this a first time announcement about the Thrawn novel? I didn't know. I just want to make sure that I haven't been that out of the loop. And he said, just announced, brother. So yeah, your your reaction was my reaction. It says April 2017. I'm like, we usually know something before this. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> well, no, I haven't heard I, anything. I thought I was out of the loop. Too. I was just like, well, it was the casual way that yeah, Tim Zahn just, said it. It's like, yeah, oh, by the way. Yeah, we're going to throw on. I'm like, oh, wait That's, a minute. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I tweeted at that exact moment and said the exact same thing. I think it was yeah. like, oh, they just kind of casually announced a new novel. Yeah. Well, and then they threw the, the novel. Then they threw the graphic up there and everything, and it was it was there. And and um, and of course, uh, you know, just full disclosure, I'd asked Erich to come on, but he said, you know, he he wants to really talk about this situation, but 
you know, there there's a way that Del Rey and company and Lucasfilm are all wanting to roll everything out about it, so he wants to be careful right. about what he says. Gotcha. So in his oh. excitement, we want to not put him on the spot. By the way, apparently David Collins' uh, panel, his Q&A got crashed by Gareth Edwards wearing a Stormtrooper costume. Shut up! No. <laughs> David, well, David, so Warren did... just tweeted it. So did David... Um, did he have anything to say? I mean, what, is the guy talking to I don't know. Him? Lauren just tweeted the photos. Okay. I need to follow her on the Twitter. Uh, according to this, you are following Oh, okay. Well, I did not know Gareth Edwards was you. such a fan. No, I'm following Man, that her. guy is going crazy for Star Wars. That is, yes. Yeah. Who's that? Edwards? Gareth Edwards, yes. Oh, yeah. What, yes. What panel is he doing right now? Uh, I don't know. It just says David Collins Q&A on the Galaxy stage. So I okay. guess it's, it probably is the Art, The, the Art of the Force Awakens. Hashtag Art of the Force Awakens. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, okay, cool. Gareth Edwards is all over the place, man. He's pulling an Andrew Garfield from Comic-Con a little while back. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he did that? Yeah. So. Put on a spider mask and walk around. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so Thrawn coming in. Scott hates Grand Admiral Thrawn as he was originally written and is glad that he's being altered. Uh, you're, you're, you do this to me all the time. Chaz, what do you Take think? those xenophobic humanist courses. That's right. <laughs> Speciesists. Well, you know, that's when with, with Grand Admiral Thrawn in, in The Heir to the Empire, that was the first time I'd ever, you know, that they ever talked about, well, the Emperor hated aliens. He was well, yeah, that's I, right. That's right. That drove me nuts. Which why was why that... he was kind of apart from everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. But, he... you know, it made sense why only thing you saw in the Empire were, you know, white uh, British guys. Oh, no. Scott. Go ahead, Scott. What's your problem? My, my problem is that until they had a budget, you didn't see anything but humans in the rebellion. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not arguing the case. I'm just saying, you know, it was 1991 and yeah. I stole my roommate's book and skipped a few classes for the day but i do want to oh, were you in college at the time too yeah yeah oh geez but scott, yeah i was too scott, i, 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 I want to come back class. i want to come back on you on that yes, argument on, on your argument this way once they had a budget and you saw aliens in the rebellion you still didn't really see any in the empire return of the jedi sure yeah sure there but were you all see humans. Them throughout the prequels i mean all, all his major domos are you know in the prequel trilogy, they're all yeah. aliens. That doesn't he was mean doing he's... that to get votes. Yeah, that doesn't mean he was happy about it. Came out, come out. Does you know? not mean no, he if, was happy. If, if you, if you. Oh sure, that's uh, five minutes after the Empire starts. That doesn't count. No, no, no. <laughs> well, no. In uh, I think it's in uh, the new Aftermath book. They they mention uh, what's his name, uh, Masameda. Yeah, yeah. They do mention him. You're right. That he stayed in a in a pretty high position of power. I'll, I'll tell you, and he was the only one because I guarantee you, you hang out with Orn Free Todd enough, and you're going to be like, "Oh, I hate aliens too." That might be what it was. <laughs> you got, it's well, Orn Free Todd, old fat old fat Twi'lek yeah, up in well, there. Yeah, smells funny. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm saying. He's, maybe he maybe he turned on him sometime. He, he might be rich, but he doesn't bathe well, yeah. guys. So <laughs> hard to reach. <laughs> Yeah, hard to get under certain Leku areas and everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Arish, as I was moments ago, he sent me a picture. Have you seen this Rebel Season 3 poster now? Yes. No. Yes, with Maul in the background. Yes, Maul and Thrawn. Thrawn, yeah. It looks good. It's got a white kind of background. Now, let me let me find a link here, and I'll, and I'll put it in the Skype chat for you there, Shaz. We're going to have We're going to have all kinds of interactions. What are you talking about? Uh, you got Maul and Thrawn. That mm -hmm, means the Emperor mm -hmm. is going to get involved, even though Dave says he won't. Maul and 
Well, at least Maul and Thrawn won't interact, or Maul and uh, the Emperor won't inter- yeah. interact. They should. So. They're right there in the same. They're right in the room together. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, it's a good looking poster with Maul. So, is Maul the big bad? Do you think this season, or do you think it's Thrawn the big no, bad? No, Maul's trying to figure out where he belongs. What about that yeah. clip? What about that clip with uh, Darth Maul wearing like a tennis shirt, looking like a looking like a frat boy? With <laughs> well, he had to find a new family. It's... <laughs> He's off on his own, away from daddy. Eris should text me. He's like, hashtag casual mall or hashtag laundry day mall. Laundry day. <laughs> Look, it's the budget constraints, you know. Dave was complaining about not having so many people in the in the cities, you right, know. Right, right. Oh, he had a lot of people in the cities. Just it was the same five over and over right. again. Yeah. <laughs> so so they didn't have the budget to do the designs on the mall's chest? To do it. Yeah, they just had... Okay. Yeah, how can we best cover up his shirtless appearance uh let's put him in a polo shirt yeah throw a polo on him throw a tight a tight t-shirt yeah throw, throw one of those running shirts on him that's what it looked like all i could think was wow he's just really hanging out around the house there. he's been doing a little bit of work you've been doing some workout bro where are your you bros at well you know they said Hondo's he was outfit i mean come on whose yeah. outfit Hondo. no cloak no jacket no cape no nothing just a a racing suit mm-hmm yeah well he's getting older budget constraints he yeah. is getting older that's what it is <laughs> old men in their sweatsuits that's right that's right that's right and next old season men he's in gonna their have sweatsuits next season he's gonna have socks and uh, flip-flops on yes that's the hit with all the kids these well days, i gotta tell you something i'm a socks flip-flop guy so See? calm down <laughs> i'm a socks and crocs wear my friend i don't take it back <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, that one clip they showed him, I was like, okay, so, and then, it, and then they ended with him throwing Kanan out the airlock and Kanan didn't hold on to anything, guys. He went flying. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. Although I thought it was kind of weird that he said, get out of my plane when he did that. I just didn't. <laughs> Wait, there's a new voice from, what did, from all. What did you think <laughs> of my Harrison Ford, Ford impersonation? <laughs> yeah. Um, Everybody's gunning for that job. You know, it's it's uh, it it. You, you say that about Maul's shirt, and yet they also talked about how Maul's funny this season. So, oh, the guy maybe just... it's a whole new Maul. Well, he was kind of funny, you know, like when you his he was quippy. Let me say that, not funny, but he was very quippy. And that season two finale, oh yeah, you know, he was he was very much the the smart aleck with everybody. Um, from the way he was talking to Ahsoka, um right on it was just he was mm. he was very much the smart aleck guy blind canaan um i like blind canaan yeah there have been some knocks on his helmet what do you guys think oh, i dig it anything with j guys on it i'm good with with what I, the 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 design the okay. j guys okay N- not j guys right not Jake. Eyes. You mean the Jay Giles band? Oh, Jay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Centerfold. Yeah. Yep. That's that's what he was thinking, but he can't say it anymore. Uh, no, the the you know Rex has it. Old Boba Fett had it concept. Okay. You know, I, I love that style, and you know since it's a Mandalorian thing, maybe mm-hmm. just maybe Sabine did that for him. Huh? I She's listen. I, yeah, I imagine. I think I think Filoni even said it was Sabine. Well, the imagery that that Filoni put on it was, you know, mm-hmm. they started out as enemies, you know. Right. Kanan doesn't like Rex, and now he kind of sees through his eyes. I thought that's 
that's awesome. Yeah, it's really that's, cool. That's again, there's your felony thing. Yeah, really cool. And there was a moment in the trailer where Blind Canaan deflects like a rocket and deflects it back up into a uh, not an ATST, but whatever those things are called. ATPT. ATPT. That sounds right. That sounds I'm about guessing. right. At Apatipa. Yeah. At. You got to spit when you say it. <laughs> I did. There's stuff all over the computer screen. <laughs> Conspicuous by his absence and only present in a quick breath at the beginning of the trailer was Darth Vader, guys. I think, for me, I was hoping we may see a Maul Vader showdown, but I don't know that it's looking that way, at least for the first half of season three. Do you think we'll ever see that? He's trying to skirt Vader Mm -hmm. as much as he can. That's why he got out of uh, where was Malachor as quickly as he could. He was getting away from Vader. Uh, he knows what's up there. He's got other plans. He, he's, he, 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 I don't know. I don't think he's trying to get back in the Emperor's good graces, but he certainly doesn't like playing, you know, the has-been to this right, upstart. Right. Well, that's so. my thing is I don't think I don't think he's happy with his lot in life at this point. No. Um, you know, I don't know that he's looking to be the Sith apprentice anymore, but I also don't think he's content with just revenge. Well, see, I think he's after some revenge. Yeah, some maybe ways. he'll maybe he'll team up with Thrawn to do some stuff towards Vader, which will inadvertently help the rebels. I don't. But do you think Thrawn would be that petty to team up with someone well, just to is, go after Vader? This he could is try. This is interesting. The official Star Wars tweet three hours ago said, <laughs> "In Ezra, Maul sees the opportunity for him to have a legacy." Mm-hmm. Look, everybody wants Ezra for their apprentice. Kanan yeah. has him for an apprentice. Hondo wants him for an apprentice. Yeah. Maul wants him for an apprentice. Everybody wants to train this kid. That guy that owns the bike shop wants him as an apprentice. Wait, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this new big giant Bindu thing, are we allowed to talk about it yet? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is uh, uh, Doctor Who. Yes. That, that thing, I think, wants him for an apprentice. He's teaching yeah. him another way to get in touch with the Force. I, I love that though the Bindu it's another old school thing. Yep, that's you the know Jedi that's from Bindu. the original notes. Uh huh. That was the, that was what they were called, wasn't it? The Jedi, the Jedi Bindu? Bindu. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I'd heard that name before, and I couldn't think of where it was from. Yeah, that's the original stuff. Mace Windu, a Jedi Bindu, you know that kind of thing. Which Mace, is probably a little too rhymey for me. Well, but. I was about to say, Scott, you want me to drop you a beat while you say that next time? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Got me beat. Yeah, you topped me. I can't do the Miko Ewok celebration. Obi Wan Kenobi. Hey! Yeah. Jimmy Adoba. Keep a hobba Wes Chess. Keep a hobba Yoda. See, I go on for. See, there's got to be a Jedi Bindu, Mace Windu in there. But you know, the the other cool thing is that I've been listening to Tom Baker lately. Really? What's he been saying? He, well, you know, he did... Uh, you do have an Audible uh, affiliation, right, Steve? Sure do. Audibletrial.com slash geekout. All right, here's your here's your good commercial. Okay. Uh, Big Finish has been doing Doctor Who audio adventures, original Doctor Who audio adventures, since about 1998, and they're starting to show up on Audible. Hmm. And they've recently lured Tom Baker back to do a bunch of these audio adventures. And uh, 
They've got Leela and the Doctor going on a whole new set of adventures. And uh, there's a box set of a, a couple of these plus a lot of bonus features that retails at 107 bucks, or you can get it with your Audible subscription for one credit. One credit? One credit. Wow. And so I picked that up. Wait, and you're saying that a box set that resells for $700, you can get... <laughs> no, $107. $107. Okay, I yeah. thought you said $700. And I'm like, no, wait no. a minute. But the member price is like 80 something. Yeah. And it's one credit. So it's well, got Or if you go to that audibletrial.com slash yeah, geekout. Geekout. Yeah, you can get it totally free. free. Yeah. Use right. it. Use it for your free download with a free two week trial. That's exactly right. And, uh, and it's worth it. It's really good. One of the stories is three hours long, six episodes. They do it in little half hour episodes too, like the old school stuff. And then the other one's uh, four episodes, two hours. And really, really good. That's awesome. And he hasn't missed a beat. So just to hear that, you know, to hear him coming back and doing even more stuff, I think I think it's great. Uh, Scott, I just received a text from Mama Lowe, a.k.a. the mother of uh, the lovely, powered, and talented Teresa Delgado. Yes. And uh, she says to tell you hello. Hey! So she's listening uh, from her phone, she says. So. She is so awesome, and uh, I want to get her on my Star Wars story so badly, it's not even funny. Big shout-out to Mama Lowe. Yes. So, uh, Darth Hound in the chat calling me out. I did make a very special different strokes joke um, with the bike shop owner. Oh, the bike shop owner. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he on WKRP in Cincinnati? Yes. Anyhow, he was. He was. He was Poor a Dudley. DJ or something. Anyhow, um, so Tom Baker, Bindu, uh, this thing he says, Filoni says that Bindu does not, um, he doesn't lean dark or light. He just kind of hangs in the middle. He's he's a he's a, a fully evolved Pokemon. Oh, okay. That's what he looks like. <laughs> he does kind of look like that, doesn't he? <laughs> Everything looks like a Pokemon. Don't to me, say that too loudly. Kanan was like, "All right, I'm I'm going to get. Uh, I finally caught one. I caught one. Uh, <laughs> no, this one caught him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you say Kanan though. Kanan's got a beard, man. He's looking good. He yes. Yeah. He's. I mean, and and Ezra has cut his hair. Yeah, but he looks like you know a little bit like Kanan used to. Mm -hmm. That I will say this: the big thing on Kanan's face, it does look like a VR helmet in yeah. some ways. I, first, I thought it was his shoulder piece just put over his face. Yeah, he's like, I'm just going to put this here now, guys. He couldn't see how to get dressed, and so he thought it went there. <laughs> oh, my new hat! That's right. <laughs> Where's my well, he piece? doesn't have the shoulder piece on. By the way, I'm just looking at this thing. The shoulder piece is gone. It is his shoulder piece. He just couldn't see how to get dressed. That's why sometimes you see him with it on. Sometimes That's you right. see him with it off. And they off. don't have the heart to tell him. <laughs> just let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah, and it makes sense that he's not shaving now. I mean, because, you know, that's dangerous. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. cut yourself. Um, but so, this, anyhow, I want to get back to this Bindu thing. I'm, I'm yeah. really interested to see how they play a creature that hangs in the middle because Mr. Miyagi said, walk on left side of the road, save. Walk on right side of the road, save. Walk in the middle of the road, sooner or later, just like grape. Yeah. And, you know, I, Mr. Miyagi can't be wrong. Mr. Miyagi's related to Yoda, I believe. I think so. I, th I think they're like third cousins or something. Same height. They're very close in height. That's yeah. true. Um, and and Yoda can make a burger just as well as he can. A burger? Well, yeah. He used to own that. Uh, he used to own Arnold's. That's true. 
Mr. Miyagi did. He sure did. He sure did. Um, so, anyhow, Bindu, I, I need to ask How's you. How's it go in the middle? How's it go in the middle? Exactly. What I want to ask you is, is how does this, is, are we saying that he's he's evolved above, or he's he's come to a place to be above the light side and the dark side of the Force, and he's just with the Force? Or are we saying that, I don't know, because when you start muddying up the Force, to me, it bothers me. Maybe well, it's balance. And, and yeah, and see, here's what excites me about this is I feel like this is stuff directly out of George's mouth. In and some that's ways, it, why, in some ways, it feels like it, doesn't it? After yeah, the I feel like wrong. this is you know, if you're going back and using that old school of a name, I think there's a a reason for it, and b you got to remember this is Filoni who studied at the feet, and uh, you know he's already he spent a good bit of the time you know when he was talking about. Uh, other things about the nature of the force. We're talking about the East Illumiri and all of that. So, I mean, obviously they had long-term conversations about this. Mm-hmm. I don't think just grabbing the name Bindu is random. I think this is George stuff. Um, that's true, and that's that's what what Filoni said before. When it comes to the force, he goes back to Lucas every time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you have to. Different. I feel like you have to. Uh, because it, it this is it's a concept and idea that was birthed from the mind of Lucas. Now, Darth Hound throws out this um, quote from the Journal of the Wheels, which was included in the TFA novelization. First comes the day, then comes the night, after the darkness shines through the light. The difference, they say, is only made right by resolving of gray through the refined Jedi sight. What? Yeah. In brightest day, in blackest night... <laughs> No evil shall escape my sight. I don't think that's the. I don't think that's uh, the Journal of the Will, Steve. Is he wearing a ring? But those who worship evil's might beware my power, Green Lantern's light. Journal of the Will, seven colon five ninety two. No. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, it is interesting because it does almost say in the Journal of the Wills there, according to that quote, mm-hmm. there you really can't sit on the fence. Right, but you resolve the gray through refined Jedi sight. In other words, in that moral ambiguity, it takes a wise Jedi hmm. to 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 break through the uh, the moral ambiguity, if you will, uh, of things. So I don't know. I'm interested. Like the the whole idea of the Bindu has got me interested in the way they talked about it, because he talked about it in the same in the same breath as adding to the crew of the Ghost, as if this guy's going to end up being kind of a regular. Maybe not regular, but you know they'll go back and forth to this guy every now and again. He's never going to fit on there. No, yeah, that's, that's yeah. He's too big to, to fit. Where are they yeah, gonna put him? he's still in the cargo hold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll just make his room there, where you know they'll have to cause the. Well, no, they don't park the Phantom in there. The Phantom attaches Phantom into the ship so, on the top. Yeah, yeah. so we're yeah. good to go. Yeah, that's good. No, I just wonder if they'll go back and forth to this guy. Like if we'll see more of him than just one episode, um, based on the way that. I remember mm. Filoni kind of mentioning that and the crew of the ghost all in the same kind of thing. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's, it's, to me, it's a really intriguing concept. Now you mentioned Hondo Shaz. You got to be excited to see Hondo back at least for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I Did, mean, he's, he's, he's the one who's going to win Ezra eventually. Ezra's going to be a Jedi pirate. You think so? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Profitable. <laughs> Did you see the clip that they showed on the Star Wars show with him and the Ugnaught? Yes. Yeah. Well, he's trying to get a get a gang back. I mean, the the Onaka gang has been demolished. And if he can get enough people, maybe he can afford that jacket. Maybe he can afford the <laughs> jacket. Maybe he can afford a new flying saucer ship. <laughs> or just Slave One again. Yeah, go steal Slave One again. 
Yeah. Well, Boba well, Fett's out there somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say timing wouldn't allow that, yeah. would it? No. Man, guys, it's it's cool to see the Y-Wings. Uh, and, and they're going to yeah. steal them. They're going to awesome. steal the Y-Wings. Who are they stealing the Y-Wings from, though? That's the my Empire. question. Why does the Empire have broken down old Y-Wings? Well, well uh, my question, my question is, how did they get stripped of that armor over the years? Right. Well, I'll tell you okay. Well, I'll tell you this: they probably will because what I'm looking at right now, all these wild wings are lined up in a line that looks like they're attached to some kind of docking clamp. But in yeah. the background, and this is a, I'm looking at the the YouTube um, trailer here at fifty at the fifty three second mark. It looks like they're all going into some red hot kiln kind of thing. So they may just be uh, melting these things down. For, them down. Yeah, they may be melting them down for scrap. Mm. And that armor would be the first thing to go because most of the armor's gone yeah not just yeah. the fairings and on the engines but when you look at those things in a new hope there's oh yeah between the, the between the armor. cockpit and the back you know they had that that sleek neck piece if you will yeah in the clone yeah. wars <laughs> that's I don't all know. exposed yeah all that stuff's exposed like they're they're down to they're the work what weren't these what they called the workhorse of the rebel alliance didn't i didn't i read didn't i used to read that a lot about the y wings the workhorse of the rebel alliance that's oh possible i do not know they're bombers right they're bombers yeah, they're, bombers. they're slow yeah i mean comparatively which makes me wish they would have had um some wild wings in the uh in the old force awakens making those bombing oh, yeah. runs on the star killer base yeah i had i had hoped for some wild wings because they were talking about going straight in on that on that target and i i, I thought bombs would be natural right maybe they're out they of wild wings they should have big red bombs well, mounted to true. the bottom of these things. Maybe you, maybe they're out of Y-Wings. That's a you, good point. You press the button and that thing just drops. Yeah, yeah well, the the, uh, the R2 unit goes kind of sinks in a little, <laughs> and then it just drops out. Um, other things... <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, those are the mechanics of how Y-Wings work. <laughs> you know, we had to wait all the way till Return of the Jedi to get one of those things. Did you, did you, did you hear oh, talking about the talking toy? to... Yeah. to did you hear Filoni talking to D. Goots today? Yeah. Mm -mm. And uh, he was just, he says, he said something, oh, yeah, we had these Kenner toys and blah, blah, blah. And he says, it's Hasbro to you, but it was Kenner for me. Right, and she goes, I right. know what it is. He goes, yeah, but you read about it in a book. That's right. He was pulling old man, young person all around. He really did. It was he great. really did. Um, <laughs> couple more things of the tra one thing we haven't talked about wedge antilles guys uh yes. we're going to see wedge defect from the empire i guess yeah um and uh and and that's a pretty big deal but it's not just wedge it looks like there's a couple more uh pilots coming with him because the one shot shows three of them saluting captain or commander whatever his name is sulu sato sato and uh, he looks like steward lee have you noticed that now I don't know who Stuart Lee is. He, he works on the Clone Wars. I think they designed okay. him after him. They might. They very oh well have. Um, but uh, it's it looks to be a female, whoever Wedge is supposed. To, I'm trying to pause on the actual thing here real quick. Um, I'm getting lost in these Tie Fighters shooting at the at the ship. It looks to be Wedge, a female, or is that? I guess man, it almost looks like it could be during Sabine with just her hair blackened, and then some other dude with a nice flippy little curly do. He's dead meat. <laughs> Maybe that's Porkins, and Porkins got in the Rebel Alliance and got comfortable and started eating. That, or maybe he eats early. to deal with the stress of being a, a, a rebel. pilot. Yeah. Maybe. 
not only a pilot but a but a, a, a imperial defector and uh yeah and now a rebel very well could be here exactly you know if right. they're gonna start playing with with these characters what about uh what about ending rebels with mark hamill's beginning of uh a new hope since he keeps talking about how it got erased, <laughs> why don't they put that thing in a cartoon and, and that'll stop it's so it. big. Actually, what they should do is animate his being on stage a minute ago telling the story. Yes. <laughs> and just show an old man Luke telling that story. <laughs> yeah. To Ray. Ray yeah. Like at the end of it, Ray's like, huh? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, that's episode eight. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ray's holding that lightsaber out, and, and all of a sudden he's like, you know, I didn't get my original entrance. <laughs> I went to the Tashi station and there was Biggs and I guess what it was an Imperial outfit. Then yeah. she uses the lightsaber to commit Harry Carey. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take this. It's like airplane. Uh, yes. Yes. It um, wasn't always this way. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I love seeing these, these pilots come in. Um, there weren't there dark troopers in this thing too. There was some type of robot. Um, yeah, I, like a, uh, some type of what? A robot. It looked like a, like a battle droid stormtrooper looking. Yeah, guy. it looked like a dark trooper, and then when they pan out from it, it's some type of robot. Oh yeah, yeah it has no middle. Some type of dress, right? Has it's some kind of droid. It's situation. like a super battle droidish type thing. Yeah, yeah, and but there's a bunch of battle droids, and one apparently yep. an episode with a bunch of battle droids too. And uh, old Rex says, "Finally, the last battle of the Clone Wars," and um, and so that's. That's a pretty cool situation. Yeah, I was wondering about those dark trooper things too. They have to have come from the design of the dark trooper. I mean, there's no way. I mean, they they look too much like them. They look too much like. Also, it. someone on the panel asked this, and I had seen it during the during my first viewing of the of the trailer when they were showing it during the panel. Um, man, the it looked outrider. like Dash Rendar's outrider. Yeah, it did. It looked, and so it was nice to have that confirmed by Filoni that the same person who designed the outrider designed the, whatever ship that's supposed to be, but he said it's not Dash Rendar. Yeah, but it's a YT-2400. That's right. The coordinates. Yeah. And you knew Whitworth would know it. Yes, of course Whitworth yeah. knows it. Whitworth called it out, too. I love that Whitworth's such a Star Wars geek, guys. <laughs> yeah. I love that he's such a Star Wars geek because it's like if I ever meet him, I have something to talk to him about. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like you can geek out. It's nice to know that you can geek out with him like because I want to be like, hey, remember when you played Doomsday on Smallville several years ago? But instead, I can be like, how cool was that Rebel Season 3 trailer, man? <laughs> YT42400, right? Am I right? Welcome to the Chris Farley Show. <laughs> yeah, you remember that time? <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. It was awesome. That was awesome. Um, anything else I'm missing from that panel or that trailer, guys? Oh, let me see. What, what do I have in my notes? Well, he, he doubled down on Ahsoka's death. In a way, he did, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Out. I, I kind of felt like he let up on it. Uh, he did let, let up on it after he slammed her. He just I basically mean, said she's not coming back as a force ghost. He said sure. death is a natural part of life. Mm. People do not mourn them do not. Right. He, quoted he did Yoda. say that. That was his answer to Warwick's question, did she survive? Right. He quoted Yoda. He did. That's, you're right. He did say that. But then later he talked about how she was probably coming back. And if it was a flashback, that would be cheesy. And or a picture on a lunchbox. I think he said a picture on a lunchbox. Yeah, he did. Is that where they started talking about a clip show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the clip show coming up. And uh, but then he said she she hasn't learned 
if she, she can't come back as a force ghost because she hasn't learned that skill yet. She hasn't learned that skill yet. Did you look at his cards that he put on that, that were on the uh, card trader app yet? Yes. No, I haven't. I, I, I saw s- the one. No, you made one like your lock screen. Did I? I thought you did. thought that was you. Maybe it was somebody else on Twitter. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to do those <laughs> things. I probably did. Uh, but I saw all 10 of them last night. Oh, wow. Somebody had posted them, and uh, I think it was on the Wookiee Gunner and and had just commented on each one of them. But she goes down into the underworld, and she's coming back out of it. So maybe she learns it while she's down there, and maybe that's what he's wanting us to learn from that. Hmm. She didn't know it to start with, but now she, but as she goes down her journey, she will. So it's interesting. Possible. Well, I maintain that when Rebels is over, they're going to do an animated series that takes place between Jedi and The Force Awakens, and that she and Luke are going to have a little meetup. I thought that would have been the case for Rebels. When I heard they were doing animated and Disney said, everything's going to be original trilogy and after, I thought, well, then this next thing's going to be the adventures of Han and Leia, you know, animated between six and seven. No. No. Nope. Well, we weren't ready for that yet. Or they weren't. I was. I mean, yes, uh, sure. (laughs) That's why I said they were, not, not we. We're ready for whatever they throw out at us. But... But it really but, but, wouldn't. It really wouldn't surprise me to see whether Filoni's in charge or not that they come back with a new animated series in a year or so or two, maybe after nine is is done. But yeah. that um, that happens between six and seven, and that's where we see Ahsoka come up out of that Sith temple and ends up meeting up with Luke. You That'd know. be really cool. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, it, did you see uh, Chuck Wendig did a panel? He spoke no. for an hour in past tense. It was amazing. <laughs> Wow. I thought he spoke in 140 characters or yes. less. Wow. <laughs> I came here today. Because gross. I answered your questions. <laughs> because that, that that killed the book for me. The the present tense? Because period gross. Oh, period. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, I was going to tell you, Steve, but one of the things I'm working on the second book now, audio book, and it struck me that what it is is he writes as if Buffy wrote a Star Wars novel. Yes. Mm, okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, it works. It works better in an audio format than it does to me to in the written word to read. You're correct. Yeah. It, Speaking of audio, really, I didn't read it except through audio, and I still had a problem with it, but okay. still. All right. Well, <laughs> it, because gross. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Shaz Bazaar and Scott, come on my podcast. Funny the little things that uh, get in the way. I'm sorry. Sorry. The three of us are together, and there has not been one mention of cereal yet, which is amazing to me. I love my cereal, my cereal. Have y'all tried Tiny Toast? No. What no. is Tiny Toast? It's brand new. Who it's put, red and blue. Who makes it? Um, Kellogg's? Okay. Have I'm it, questioning. I don't know now. Have you guys tried the Oreos, the uh, the breakfast cereal Oreos? No. That what? are they? Yes, they taste like it tastes like you're eating a fruit a fruity pebbles cookie. Is this what? It's an Oreo that's like fruity breakfast cereal Oreo, and it's got really? like yeah, it's almost like it's got ground up fruity pebbles in the in the cream. It's a golden Oreo with the with the cream filling. It tastes like a darn oh fruity pebble. Oh my! They're fantastic. Wait a second, Oreo that's fruity? Yeah. You can't do that to Oreos. Listen, it's a. I'm telling you, it's a go. 
you I, I didn't think you could until I tried it and I'm like yes this is this will be my one of my new favorite things in life oh so this is not an Oreo cereal no this it's is an, Oreo an Oreo cookie Oreo. right it's yeah. it's, it's like a like golden it. yeah it's a golden it's a golden Oreo it's the vanilla flavored Oreo oh okay and the this cream and the cream has basically chipped up fruity pebbles in it no I'm hooked it's good it's uh, you good. got me you got I'll me on the out. premise yeah it's good it's good stuff hmm hmm it's good stuff uh, yeah, yeah. Because um, you were, I think Steve, you were running post down the other day, and I was thinking they got both pebbles. That's true. I didn't I mean, run post. The junk post has got. Wait, what they got I, both pebbles. I didn't run post down. Oh, it was when you were talking about the Kellogg's Cafe, I think. Yeah, we yeah. were just talking about the yeah. Kellogg's Cafe, and I'm like, what does Kellogg's have? And what I was doing was saying, what can you what? And I was trying to think off the top of my head what you could okay. get at the Kellogg's Cafe. Well, Kellogg's, no, Kellogg's has got the heavy hitters though. They've Frosted Flakes, Fruit Loops, Fruit Loops Apple Jacks, right. I sugar smacks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call them out. Sugar smacks. <laughs> are they not honey smacks? They're not. They are now. <laughs> Were sugar smacks? Was that the frog? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dig yeah. 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 Dig sugar smacks. Dig them. Yeah. Sugar you smacks. mentioned sugar bear. Sugar bear. Now that was post. That, that was. was uh, that was post. That was golden snacks. Super or, golden bear later. Super, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have sugar anywhere near it. Um, General Mills and Kellogg's do have post beat beat down pretty heavy you think so yeah i mean think about the amount of them general mills you got lucky charms you got the monster cereals i mean seriously is captain crunch general mills who captain crunch isn't he general mills i don't think he's general mills he's not captain crunch is not kellogg's and he's not post he's not either of those you're right I'm Quaker Oats. Quaker yeah, Oats. He's Quaker. That's right. Holy he's Quaker. cow! Quaker coming with their one big hit outside of oatmeal, huh? Outside of oats. <laughs> Quaker bringing it home. They're like, we don't need anything but the captain. So good for them. Good for you, Quaker. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you doing during Star Wars Celebration weekend? Talking Star Wars? No, we're talking about cereal. We're talking about cereal. Well, I just knew. I just you know. I was listening to you guys yesterday. I'm like, there's no cereal talk. And then I, you know. <laughs> okay, let's talk about C-3PO's. Oh, God. Now, those things were magical. Were they? Uh, they yes. were awful. I they tasted them. like King Vitamin. They were terrible. <laughs> I've got to find some there, King to Vitamin. To me, there was never a good Star Wars cereal till Episode Two cereal. Guys, that critter that's shooting the gun in the Rogue One trailer, he showed up at, um... Oh, at the, the, creatures the creature panel. panel, yeah. The mm. space monkey. The space monkey, yeah. That was There's laughing. There's got to be a song for the space monkey. I bet oh. there already is one. Speaking, of, saying of which, uh, did did you guys watch? Did you guys waste your time last night watching the uh, Secrets of Force Awakens on ABC? You mean the Blu-ray? The Blu-ray? Uh, the special Blu-ray feature? special? The Blu-ray yeah. special that supposedly was going to have the trailer and just showed the sizzle reel again? Uh, the sad thing was, I I had to go to a, an appointment. And so I recorded it, and so I got to fast forward and find out that it was the sizzle reel, and yeah. went to bed. Well, I, listen, <laughs> I didn't waste, but you know, five minutes. We we kind of we kind of started hearing after the panel that it was going to be the sizzle reel. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And so I kind of expected that. What I didn't expect was that I, they were going to basically put a Blu-ray special feature on network TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that shows you the strength of ABC's Friday Night lineup. Well, and I'll tell you this is what I'll tell you this that the Has one Family thing, Matters gone that far downhill. Family are they still? They're not around anymore. Um, <laughs> can I do that? Um, 
the, this is the one thing I thought. I'm like, not in George Lucas's Lucasfilm. This wouldn't have happened. There would have mm-hmm. been there would have been something different and something exclusive to this television show, yeah. to this special about the Force Awakens. Whether it was the same footage just chopped differently and hosted by one of the one of the performers, or it would have not just been what was on the Blu-ray. No, but and, they didn't have Blu-rays back then. No, but but even <laughs> but even still, I mean, even still, they didn't though, have DVD extras. You just—that's true. That's true. But I'm I mean, saying you had the making of Star Wars. You had uh, SBFX Star Wars to Jedi, right? But had, uh, but also those things aired before they hit creatures. video too. Classic didn't creatures. They? Those things went on TV before they hit video too. Didn't yes, they? They did. so, yes, they yeah. did. Yes, they did. My my thing is 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 present day George Lucas even un- because every every video release he did DVD release he did whenever they put it out there was always new stuff it yeah. wasn't just you were buying something that was the same but repackaged no and and unfortunately since Disney has taken over you know they go to those big corporate ways of okay we'll do this even though they've got so much material that they could use and do and, and have something neat and special and that could have been a real special thing last night but unfortunately it was it was yeah not. i was really surprised about that i was really surprised when i started watching i didn't recognize the title but i started watching and i saw wait a second this is on the blu-ray yeah. even the opening it, was like this is on the blu-ray it's all on the blu-ray Nothing. even the opening was i mean it was straight off the blu-ray mm-hmm. but what wasn't on the blu-ray was the 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 little sizzle reel right no that's so it. see we we got that yeah and i'm not and i'm not upset that they only showed the sizzle reel I'm I saw, upset. I saw, well, I, I would like to see that trailer. I would like yeah. to see. Well, it's available out there now. There's some. It, pretty, are there? They haven't taken them down. It's pretty crappy. What I got was on someone's Google Drive. Oh, so I it's can't take it's that down. It's Bresnikan whetted my appetite. Yeah. It's pretty crappy uh, footage. I need to see if I can find that mess. So, where did the link go? No. <laughs> Someone it found had, us. I don't know how, but they found us. Yeah, someone sent me. Run for it, Marty! Someone had sent me the link, and um, I guess the link is not there. And I went ahead thinking, oh, I'll always have this link, and just closed out the window while I go. Um, I'll get it again, but it's it's what I saw was terrible, terrible quality, terrible quality because they were trying to be sneaky, and half the time it wasn't on the screen. But there's (laughs) there's honestly there's honestly not a lot in the trailer that wasn't in the sizzle reel. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's and just presented differently. It's just presented differently. You know, it's not you know you don't have a camera in the shot or a boom mic in the shot, um, and you do have spoiler alert: Darth Vader show up at the end. Yes. But oh, I know when this is going to come out. This will be at the theaters when uh, Pete's Dragon's out. You think so? Yeah, it'll so be August twelfth. Is it August twelfth? That's what I'm that's thinking. Not too long. That's, are they doing anything? Are they doing anything Comic Con next week? See, I think they're just kind of waiting until, um, until either DC or Fox or Paramount try to drop something big, and they're like, "Oh, well, look at what we've got," (laughs) because (laughs) Marvel films have started doing that to DC. Every time DC gets a little leg up, they're like, "Oh, but wait, here's this for you." Yeah. Um, And and I'm wondering if if Star Wars, if Lucasfilm's like, "Who can we do that to?" You know, (laughs) who can we just be sitting on? But Shaz, Shaz may have a point just because I don't know how well Disney the uh, Pete's Dragon is tracking. Mm-mm. I don't think it's I don't think it's got that much hype behind it right yeah. now, and they may need a little juice. Mm. Well, you know, trailers have got people in theaters before. 
Well, trailers have. And, Star Wars you know, trailers have gotten Star Wars people. trailers That's what have, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Meet Joe Black. But also, if you remember, Disney used to stick a Roger Rabbit on something every so often that would make a movie open. Oh, yeah. They, they I, had those, I guess they did three of them, those little Roger Rabbit shorts, and that always boosted a movie. Yeah, yeah. they've started doing the, uh, and they've started doing some the little shorts again just for the heck of it to be kind of old school. Now, I don't want to say that someone may have put a link in the chat, guys, over at Mixer.com slash Goalaverse, but um, that may very well happen. Well, uh-oh, wait a second. Oh, no, no, no. See, that's what happens when you go to those illicit links. I didn't go there. I did. I can't lie. <laughs> oh, it's Daily Motion too. They're good because no, never mind. I just wanted to make sure that you know it was the right thing before I told you guys that this was happening. Rogue One trailer two. Well, there you go. Just read it out loud. Um, <laughs> Oops. I mean, this is a long commercial before this thing happens. Like you're really. Nope. Skip this ad. I'm done. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get to get a skip ad. Yeah, this is what I saw last night. Very blurry. There's the the screen is seldom in focus. The guy has his phone or whatever he's recording off of. He, it's down in his lap, and he's not even. It's got the little girl running. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's everything that we saw in the sizzle reels, just presented as you said, Shaz, in a different way. Yeah, and no cameras in the way. Right, and no boom <laughs> mics, and no you know no one stopping to tell about what they're doing. But there, there, it, it. I was not super thrilled about this movie mm -hmm. i mean i'm excited it's a star wars movie but right. it's not like part of the saga yeah but that that sizzle reel did a lot to change that yep sure. did a lot to yeah, change that too. whole panel yes yeah. agreed 100 percent agreed and someone had asked because they saw some of the footage on here it looks like there's like a red sanded desert planet and they asked do you think that that's geonosis of course not and so <laughs> they're never going back to the same planets again you don't think so never i mean if they've got a sand planet that's not tatooine they're never going back to any of them mm. except bespin they're going back to bespin because they got to find the story of how they found the hand bespin i don't know i think that you yeah. may be surprised with what they do uh, tatooine to me is a spiritual center of the star wars universe i agree and um and i, I don't know how you can stay away from it too long well how do they, why do they have a moisture evaporator on a planet that's got that much water did you notice that in the sizzle reel? Uh, because that's where it's almost like digging a well, having a moisture evaporator in some places, like just oh, digging okay, a well. Oh, okay, so just collecting, yeah, just collecting water from the air instead of from the ground. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. Maybe that maybe the water is not potable. Well, it is if you, the if you distill it from the air. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's so they awesome. Have to have I this. like that. Thank you. Pretty Very good. Good word. Potable. I it's will. potable, but yeah. you say Did I say it wrong? You said it right. Okay. No, yeah, it's potable. I was you get you had me worried. Listen, no, no, no. I remember fifth grade. Here's here's the here's here's the thing, and and, and it was Jeopardy for me. Potable, and, potable. and I'm gonna have to let you guys go because I'm gonna have to go. But but here's the thing with me in Star Wars. Even if I'm not a big fan of it, if you start kind of questioning it, I'm like, no. Let me tell you why. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> we we saw the Force Awakens and. And I liked it. I liked the new characters. I liked the story, but there was something kind of off about it. And and we all got back where we were, and, and one of the kids started saying, well, yeah, I don't really know that I like Kylo Ren as a villain. I'm like, no, wait a minute. Kylo Ren's a fantastic villain. Let me tell you why. And, uh, 
it's like I just can't don't be questioning Star Wars. It's this thing, it's this knee-jerk reaction in me that the minute someone questions Star Wars, I'm like, well hold on, let me explain yes. this to you. Do you, do you have a lot of family reunions like this? No. no. You, you go to the you go hang out with family and you haven't seen them for a little while and, and you know there's that one guy who's <laughs> yep. going to hack on the prequels and now that The Force Awakens is out, he's going to hack on that. Mm. Yep. No. Well, there's a, and there's the old X-Men issue where Cyclops says, look, Wolverine may be a jerk, but he's our jerk. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, any any final big takeaways from the panels you guys saw today, Scott? I will be watching the Freemaker Adventures probably when we get off this call. I'm going to look up that first episode. All right. Uh, and and I'm going to be checking it out. Uh, Anthony Daniels is insane, and I'm jazzed about uh, about getting caught up on Rebels. All right, Shaz. Man, I would have to echo everything. The Freemaker Adventures panel was great. Creatures panel was great, but uh, I have not started the Freemakers, and I've got them all saved on the DVR, so it's mm -hmm. time to open that uh, Pandora's box. There you go, yeah. And well. uh, get the Legos out on the floor and step on them. Yeah, there you I, go. I may, I may have to get into that as well. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. And uh, thank you. What you got to plug? I know you got your uh, big music, superhero music thing coming up Monday on Techno Retro Dad. Shaz. I'm telling you, you're going to think it's your show starting out. All right. <laughs> you, you are going to think it's your show. It's, it's almost got the exact same intro. Nice, nice. <laughs> and uh, Rifen, you just released a new My Star Wars story. Finally. Yeah. Yes. With uh, and Mark Newbold and. Uh, I edited a four-hour conversation down to just under two and a half. Wow! Wow! And uh, and it's fantastic. And the 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 problem with Mark was there was nothing that came out of his mouth in those four hours that wasn't a gem. Yeah. It's just you got to cut it somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's it's I'm really happy with it. I'm really fond of it. I hope you guys enjoy it. Looking forward to it. If you haven't listened to my Star Wars story, go check it out. Start with episode number three. <laughs> is the place to start <laughs> alright guys thank you guys for coming on today I appreciate your time fellas oh Thanks. yeah alright we'll see you alright and uh, that is uh, going to wrap it up for all of us thank you guys who joined us live at the chat at mixer.com slash thanks to everyone who's downloaded the show um, through the podcast feed and uh, however you listen to it we appreciate you listening if you want to help the shows out, you can do so by going to patreon.com at uh, patreon.com slash geekoutloud, and you can uh, pledge to do a monthly little donation, $1.50, $2, $5, however you want to do it. We're a little over halfway to doing Daily Geek Out Louds, and uh, when we get to our goal to do that, we'll start a Daily Geek Out Loud show. We've already got plans for it in, in place to do one, so, uh, so yeah, there's that. Also, um, we're a little less than halfway to the goal of having a YouTube page for the Goaliverse for Geek Out Loud. So, a lot of cool things in the works, and we need your help to do it. If you can't do the Patreon thing, head over to Amazon by going to the Amazon links, geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. If you go to those places and use those links, what happens is it takes you straight to Amazon. You shop as you normally would, but it kicks back a little bit to the shows, and we appreciate everyone supporting us that way. AudibleTrial.com slash Geek Out. We thank Audible for their sponsorship of Geek Out Loud. For, uh, don't forget to check out Shaz Bazaar's Techno Retro Dads along with Jedi Schwa. Don't forget to check out my Star Wars Story and Dinner for Geeks with Scott Rifen. want to give a huge shout out 
to Martin Long and Riley Blanton who are making sure that I get the exclusive six inch uh, Kylo Ren back to the States from Celebration Europe. Want to give a big shout out to Uncle Mark Hamill who doesn't know uh, how to leave a microphone and a stage alone when it's there. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll be back probably Monday. I don't know that I'll get around to this tomorrow as it's Sunday, but we'll get back to you at least Monday with some more Not at Celebration coverage. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud.